It's time now for KORN News Radio Sports coverage of Mitchell Colonel Football on your original home of Colonel Sports, KORN News Radio, FM 1013, AM 1490, and online at KORNradio.com. This is a copyrighted broadcast of Mitchell Colonel Football and property of Nedved Media LLC, solely for the entertainment and non commercial use of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the descriptions and accounts of this event, including a charge for listing without the express written consent of Nedved Media LLC, is strictly prohibited. Coverage of Mitchell Colonel Football and KORN being brought to you by Poet, First Dakota National Bank, Iverson Chrysler Center of Mitchell and Huron, Aurora Cooperative, Avera Health Central Office, Running Farm and Fleet, Hearing Plus, South Dakota Attorney General's Office Division of Consumer Protections, and by the South Dakota High School Activities Association. Now here with a play-by-play call of Mitchell Colonel Football, KORN Sports Director, Travis Krenz. And it is another Saturday night of uh, Mitchell Colonel Football here on KORN News Radio. I'm Travis Krenz. We're live from the capital city. Number one peer, 2-0 start for the Governors, the five-time defending champs here in AA. They take on the last team other than peer to win it. It was a while ago, six years ago, back in 2016. It's the Mitchell Colonels at 1-1. One one. Colonels, they won their first game of the season uh, last Saturday during the seventh annual Colonel Bowl, picking up that 36-22 victory. Uh, versus number five Sturgis. Uh, Mitchell started the season number five in the uh, preseason poll in AA. They lost to Yainton in week one, 45 to six, dropped out of the poll, and they beat the team that replaced them in Sturgis last week. So Mitchell back to that to number five spot for the second time through the first uh, three weeks. And of course, they have their hands full against uh, undoubtedly the best team in AA and uh, probably the best player or best quarterback that uh, South Dakota High School has this season. That would be Pierre Governor quarterback Lincoln at Keenhole. He's going to go to the University of Washington next year as a freshman. And this may very well be the last time the Colonels uh, get a crack here at the Governors with the Lincoln Keenholes leading this offense. Uh, so for Mitchell, I mean, you got a tough task here today obviously have Pierre uh, beat uh, Aberdeen Central in their opener 54-15 two weeks ago and then they won at number four Brookings last Friday night 48 to nothing so we'll see what happens here uh, somewhat of, of a competitive game last year up in Pierre it was 35 to 20 uh, Mitchell was down in the second half 35 to 7 before they scored a couple of late touchdowns to make that uh, score a little bit more respectable at 35 to 20 but the story of that first half in that game a year ago was Mitchell turnovers they had four Mitchell turnovers uh, in that first half and uh, four touchdowns off of those turnovers uh, for the Pierre governor so Mitchell moved the ball very very well last year against Pierre. They put up well over 400 yards of offense, but uh, just could not hang on to the ball. So we'll see if Mitchell can establish that run game like they did in the uh, second half of that Sturgis win uh, last Saturday. Again, Mitchell came out uh, in that second half against Sturgis with a 17-play drive, ended up with a touchdown, took off 9 minutes and 37 seconds of that third quarter. So Mitchell needs drives like that. Keep this uh, high-powered peer offense on the sideline, and maybe you have a chance, of course, you've got to play almost perfect and hope the Governors make some mistakes here as well. Uh, your starting offense for Mitchell uh, same as we've uh, been accustomed to here the past uh, couple of games. You have Trayson Schultz, the quarterback, the senior, at 6 feet, 195 pounds. Schultz is 10 for 22 passing here this season. Does have one touchdown, one interception. He's been sacked three times. He's thrown for 189 yards. 
Uh, his three receivers will be a senior A.J. Simpson at 6'2", also a Lucas Bennett, a 5'8", senior, and Jagger Tyler, a 6'1", senior, and hopefully we'll see Jagger Tyler with some handoffs in the backfield as well. Uh, the two starting running backs for Mitchell, McDaly, a 5'9", junior at 180 pounds, and Bryce Palmer, uh, the speedier of the two backs at 5'11", and also a senior. Uh, Daly leads Mitchell in rushing this season, has 104 uh, yards on 24 carries, did have a 63-yard uh, reception as well last week uh, or uh, on, uh, against Yainton a couple weeks ago. Your uh, offensive line for Mitchell at the tackle positions, it's Connor Dagan, a 6'3 junior at 215, and it's August Anderson, a senior 6'6", 275, and we'll also talk with August Anderson coming up here in just a bit with our Meet the Colonel segment. Uh, your two offensive guards, Tommy Jones, a 6'1", senior at 215, and Carson Podorowski, a 5'11", senior at 260, and that uh, center for Mitchell is Cayman Max at 6 feet, 215 pounds. Again, for the uh, Pier Governors, uh, their starting lineup, they will start to Lincoln Keenholes at the quarterback, the 6'3", senior at 195 pounds, also an outstanding basketball player uh, for the Governor boys and also an outstanding uh, player for their baseball team. So I'm sure he could have went to college wherever he wanted in whatever sport he's chosen. Lincoln Keenholes, though, going to go to uh, the Seattle area at the University of Washington, the Washington Huskies, to play quarterback. Uh, Brock Moser, the running back for Peary, 5'7", junior at 165. Then those folks catching these passes from the uh, from Lincoln Keenholes, they got a great group of receivers. They've got uh, Jack Merkwin, a 6'3", senior. Cade Kaiser, a 6'2", senior. And also uh, Brecken Kruger, a 6'2", senior. You've got uh, Merkwan, the leading receiver with 15 catches. He's got four touchdowns in two games already with uh, 293 yards. And then another one of uh, Lincoln Keenholes, his favorite targets is their tight end, the big Jet Zabel at 6'4", 215. He's only a junior. Uh, Zabel, he's got 19 catches and four touchdowns already and 252 receiving yards. So watch for Merkwan and Zabel, the two big targets here for Lincoln Keenholes tonight. Uh, the center for the uh, peer uh, offensive line, Christian Bush, he's a 6'4", senior at 260. They also have at left tackle, Josh Schwitzer. 6-1-215 and a senior. The right guard is Matthew Coverdale, 6-4 junior at 225. And then maybe the best lineman of the state as he transfers in from Douglas. His dad was the head coach of Douglas football these past couple years. Talking about Jason Mashashek. He will go on to play collegiately. Jason Mashashek, also an offensive and defensive lineman for the Governors at 6-4 and 320 pounds. So a uh, big-time test here for Mitchell. We will see how they stack up against uh, the absolute number one team in AA football this season. Uh, also, a uh, bit of a surprise there yesterday as uh, the top two teams uh, in AA and AAA played, and it was T-area uh, with an upset of O'Gorman. So can anybody challenge Pierre? Thought last year maybe that would be T-area. Did not happen in the state title game, but a uh, very impressive win for the T-area Titans uh, last, uh, last night at home versus Sioux Falls O'Gorman, the number two team uh, in AAA. Also, a few more games coming up here on this uh, Saturday night uh, in 11 AA. Uh, we've got a barn burner between uh, Huron and Brookings. Huron with a 2-0 lead late in the first half over Brookings. That game up in Huron uh, tonight. And also out west, team we're going to see next weekend, Aberdeen Central. 
they're down at the end of the first quarter, 6 nothing uh, to Sturgis. So there are a couple more uh, AA games on the schedule here tonight. Elsewhere across the state, get you some scores here from a busy Friday night of high school football. Uh, we were in Alexandria last night for a pretty exciting game. It was 8-6. Hanson defeated Parkston, so Hanson with a good win to open up that new field turf they have over in Alexandria. Also in AA last night, it was number one Howard defeating Coleman Egan, 59-26. to uh, In 9A, it was Canastota over Florence Henry, 46-0. And number one Gregory, they shut out Bennett County, 50-0. Also in AA last night, it was Platt Geddes over Kimball White Lake, 32-0. Uh, to nothing. Uh, back to 11 AA, it was number three Yainton defeating Watertown, 41-7. And Spearfish, they pick up a win last night over Douglas, 36-8. to So those are some of the scores from last night, and we'll keep you updated on that. To Huron in Brookings matchup, Huron with a 2-0 lead late in the first half versus Brookings tonight. And Sturgis hosting Aberdeen. That game is 6-0 Sturgis at the end of the first quarter. We'll talk with head coach Kent Van Overshield coming up next, plus our Meet the Colonel segment with the offensive tackle for the Colonels, August Anderson, coming up later on in the pregame show as well. We're back in 60 seconds with head coach Kent Van Overshield. You're listening to Mitchell Football here live tonight from Pier. We're back in 60 seconds with head coach Van O. Every day you share personal information about yourself with others. You may write a check, charge fuel, rent a car, mail your tax returns, schedule a doctor's appointment, or post something on social media. Each transaction may share some sort of personal information, such as bank and credit card account numbers, social security number, name, address, or phone number. There are unscrupulous individuals, identity thieves, targeting these routine transactions, trying to gain your information to commit fraud. If you think somebody has stolen your identity, contact Consumer Protection at 1-800-300-1986. Mitchell Colonel football, another Saturday night coming up next. Uh, out in Pier, taking on uh, the number one governors as uh, Mitchell head coach. Kent Van Overshield joins us here in the pregame show. Uh, 36-22, first win of the season versus Sturgis last Saturday night during the uh, Colonel Bowl. A lot to like about that game. Uh, what were you most impressed with? Yeah, I think mo- most impressed is you know the game plan defensively and our guys um, you know did did a great job of executing that and um, you know, we, you know, they were able to complete some passes underneath and, and even made some plays, and our guys, you know, reacted in a positive way. But really the story of the night was, you know, offensively just kind of finding our, finding our way through, uh, you know, that, that first game and into our second game and, and being able to, uh, you know, establish the offensive line. And, um, you know, we, we looked, looked at a few different things. Uh, had some success running in the second quarter and uh, went to that at, in the second half and had that 17-play drive that uh, we capped off with the pass. But uh, like I said, just overall, I was just super how, super happy how our guys competed. And was that the big difference, that maybe that halftime adjustment there where you guys uh, kind of went more shotgun and spread it out three, four receivers in that first half, but then in that, uh, that, that second half, that third quarter, you come out with that nine-and-a-half-minute drive 17 plays, you score a touchdown. Was that kind of the, the emphasis uh, at halftime? Let's get back to running that football because that's kind of what you did in that second half. Definitely. And, and like I said, I, mean, I think we had some confidence. And, and defensively, you know, our matchups were better uh, defensively with their perimeter players than, than what we originally thought. And, uh, and like I said, just having our offense on the field is a, is a really good defense. And then, um, and then being able to, 
you know, get a takeaway on a, on a kickoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was big. You know, defense didn't have to go out. We put our offense on the field and um, get a couple penalties, and you know, and then we're you know in control of the football game, which was uh, you know a good feeling to have, and obviously a good confidence boost uh, early in the season. Kent Van Overshield joins us. Uh, Mitchell football as they get ready to. Head on out to Pier. A big night for McDaly there last Saturday. Had a couple passing touchdowns at a at four touchdowns total. Uh, what did you see? Had that uh, halfback pass a couple, two, three times. Uh, was there something that Sturgis was doing where he felt like that was that was available for you guys? I think you know just going into the game, you know, Sturgis is just an aggressive, physical football team, and uh, we knew that. Uh, you know, that their secondary guys were going to, you know, attempt to jump routes and just be aggressive and play forward. And I think that's just in the nature of their football team. And uh, we, we, we had, you know, in the first half, we had, you know, hit a couple of those and, um, you know, didn't connect um, with some of those, with a, you know, a slant and go. And then I, um, a jet pass that we threw, you know, but uh, out of that, out of that tight formation, uh, you know, we, we were hoping for that same aggressiveness because they had to play the run, and, uh, you know, guys did a great job of, you know, throwing the ball and catching the ball and executing, you know, what was planned. And like I said, they, they you know, the players, they took the, took the game over there in the second half and just decided that they were going to be successful. And they found a way, and like I said, it ended up being a, an impressive win for us and, um, you know, just, you know, kind of indicates – what we're capable of doing and you know from my standpoint you know we haven't played our best football yet we have our best football ahead of us and uh excited to prepare for the governors this week and when it comes to mick daly uh, when i talked to the players there before the season i would ask him who's your funniest teammate mick daly what was almost the unanimous uh, guy they would pick and they also said who was the hardest worker and a few of them also said mick daly so what is what is it about him he's a junior kind of is is he becoming a leader of this team at a linebacker, running back position, where seems like a very likable guy, but also a hard worker. Yeah, and I think all the attributes that you just described, and he's just been been around, you know, our program and been part of it, and uh, you know, he got some opportunities last year, uh, you know, to get some game experience, and you know, he came in, you know, obviously prepared for the season, but uh, you know, I just think that he uh, he just brings brings some of that, you know, leadership by example. Uh, and that's what our football team need needs, you know, at this point. And uh, Nick, assuming that role, you know, it doesn't matter to me what grade you're in. If you want to, mm-hmm. if you're willing to to do all the things necessary to lead and be up front, uh, and then, like I said, just the ability to to make plays. And I think he was pretty excited about his performance. And uh, you know, it's nice nice to see guys that work hard, you know, to, to get that payoff. Uh, but what it comes down to is, you know, it takes a, it takes the entire team, and uh, that was a great team effort. Uh, against Sturgis. And then your I mean your offensive line was amazing with, with that uh, second half and uh Trace and Schultz had a couple quarterback sneaks where I mean they went for a couple yards. They went for, you know, 5 10 15 yards. What was it about the that maybe that that uh, pressure that the offensive line got to so uh, open up those holes on, you know, quarterback sneaks where you maybe just pick up a yard or two, but he got a lot more than that. Yeah, I you know Trace did a great job of just managing the entire game, you know, just and his role as a quarterback, but uh, you know, he's, he's a big, strong, um, you know, big, strong athlete. And, uh, you know, just give him a little bit of room. You know, he's, he's you know, he's willing to play physical in there. And, uh, you know, that was just, a, to me, it was, it was just a really, really fun high school football game. And, 
like I said, Trayson Schultz did just a great job of managing. You know, we've uh, increased his role uh, on the defensive side as well, and uh, it's nice to see those those guys go out and compete. Kent Van Overshield joins us here, Colonel Football pregame show. Uh, you go to Pier again. You've had a couple playoff games out in Pier. It seems like we always go out to Pier when we play the Governors. Uh, is that just a schedule thing, a turnover in the schedule? Because it seems like we've been to Pier many, many times here in the last couple of years. Yeah, and, and like I said, it's a it's an environment that mm-hmm. that we're familiar with, and uh, like I said, I think we've we've done a great job of competing mm-hmm. out there. You know, a year ago we. Uh, go out there and turn the ball over and commit 100 yards of penalties, and, and we still have an opportunity against a really good football team. So, uh, you know, this, this football team has seemed to to be able to limit limit those areas. Um, you know, and if we can keep our offense on the field, moving moving the chains and finish off some drives, uh, you know, I'm confident our defense can can do their job against a really explosive you know governor team that bring back a lot bring bring back. You know, a lot of players from their championships over the last two years. Um, and like I said, you know, we have an opportunity and, you know, it's not like, um, you know, we're going to, you know, skip a week on the schedule. You know, we're going to prepare and we're going to go compete, you know, with an expectation that, um, you know, we we know what Peter is and what they do. And, um, you know, kind of going into the season, I kind of thought maybe they, they have one of the best teams that they've had, you know, over the last five, six years. Uh, so we'll go find out, and, and we're excited to go out to Pier and, uh, you know, and, and play in that environment because, you know, they've done a great job of building a, you know, a culture out there of winning, and, um, you know, they're un- unapologetic, you know, related to that. And um, until somebody um, puts it together, until somebody, um, you know, matches what they do and, and willing to do what they do, you know, they're going to continue to reign reign kind of supreme over over our you know double a football so uh you know we're <clears throat> we're working at it um you know we're, we're going to be prepared and uh, it'll be exciting to kick the ball off of course their quarterback lincoln keenholz going out to washington next year for that's exciting for him and uh his family uh big kid he's good at everything no matter what sport he plays he can pass he can run uh, how do you kind of kind of do you, do you want to keep him in the pocket because he's a pretty good runner too? But uh, how how do you even begin to kind of kind of contain him coming up tonight? Yeah, it's, it's you know just the progression, especially in our our defensive line with our four and five man pressures. Um, you know, it's about getting that pressure to him um, and then containing. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's really good about uh, just making plays, and he just has that confidence. You know, and I think. Overall, that that football team, you know, kind of, kind of is stimulated by everything that he does, and that seems that seems pretty obvious. But uh, you know, if he can, you know, make a play when when he needs to, you know, that just rallies rallies that team. And uh, you know, one thing that I'll give him a, a ton of credit for, and I'd love to see this in in anything, but uh, you know, he he makes his teammates better. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and um, you know, I've seen him. You know, on the basketball floor, I've seen him on the baseball field. Um, but you know, he's just a, a great teammate and a great leader. And like you said, uh, you know, if we can, if we can contain and uh, keep some pressure on there, maybe force him into some throws that he doesn't want, and, uh, create some turnovers. You know, that's going to be a, a good situation for us. Pierre and Mitchell coming up next here, KORN News Radio pregame show. Head coach Kent Van Overshield, coach. Good luck.
Thank you. Hey, a nice cool night for football temperatures uh, in the 60s, upper 60s. Here as we get ready for kickoff tonight, uh, live from Pier. A couple more Saturday games, a couple more AA games. As uh, we've got uh, number four Brookings, uh, they are at Huron tonight, and also Sturgis. Uh, they are hosting Aberdeen Central. And in uh, Class 11 AAA, you have the President's Bowl going on as Roosevelt and Washington. Uh, that game just wrapping up. And uh, the big game, maybe uh, one of the biggest games here of the week, uh, number one, Sioux Falls Jefferson. Uh, they are taking on number three, Sioux Falls Lincoln, in that uh, other President's Bowl game at Howard Wood. Uh, that kickoff here coming up in just a few minutes at 7 o'clock. But, uh, yeah, in their second year of having a high school and a program, uh, Jefferson, they are your early favorite uh, in 11 AAA. They have blown out. Uh, their first two opponents. So uh, look out here for Sioux Falls Jefferson, see if they can get another impressive win against uh, the number three team in AAA, Sioux Falls Lincoln. Uh, we'll be back next with our Meet the Colonels segment. So we'll talk with a senior a tackle, offensive tackle for the uh, Colonels, August Anderson. Uh, Anderson going uh, to Wayne State down in Nebraska, playing some Division II football Coming up next year, we'll talk a little bit about that decision and uh, get to know August Anderson a little bit more. It's your Meet the Colonel segments coming up next in just 30 seconds on KORN. This is Becky Pitts, General Manager of Poet Mitchell. We've been turning one big idea after another into biofuel and high-quality animal feed for years. Poet's vision is to reduce reliance on foreign energy while giving you the best grain marketing prices possible, all while sharing your values for sustainable land and a clean environment. Visit us at poet.com Mitchell. It is Meet the Senior Colonels on KORN News Radio. August Anderson joins us, a senior here for Mitchell Football this year. August, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Uh, going into your senior season, what positions are you going to play here for Mitchell? Uh, right offensive tackle and then defensive nose guard. Play any other sports besides football? Uh, in the winter, I lift weights and then I uh, throw in track and field. Uh, who's been your biggest influence in your career? Parents, coach, maybe a former player? Uh, I'd say all the upperclassmen that were above me were my biggest mm-hmm. influences. Uh, anything you want to improve on from your junior year? Um, probably my footwork and just uh, aggressiveness, getting mm-hmm. towards the ball. August Anderson joins us here. Meet the senior colonels. Uh, favorite place to play other than at home? Uh, I'd say probably Sturgis. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like basically in a cliff. You're in the mountains. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We went out there a couple of years ago. That was a, a cool setting for a football game, no doubt about that. Uh, any, any advice you give to younger players that are maybe coming up? Um, listen to your coaches. Listen to the upperclassmen. Just stick with it. It might seem boring at first, mm-hmm. but it gets a lot fun, more fun as you go. Uh, any post-game or post-practice snack or drink, that's your go-to? Uh, normally I do a protein shake and then some strawberry milk and some egg sandwiches. There you go. Get that protein. Yeah. With those eggs. Uh, what age did you get your first cell phone? Um, probably 13, 12 or 13. Uh, what was your most memorable moment, either individually or a, a, a team moment? Uh, I'd say my my sophomore year, where I saw the first set of seniors go off that last game, was mm-hmm. pretty memorable. Uh, August Anderson joins us here at KORN News Radio. Would you rather play in the extreme heat or the extreme cold? Extreme cold, definitely. Definitely, you hate the heat. Yeah. Uh, what do you like to do away from sports? Um. I like hanging out with my family, my friends, just being a teenager, basically, mm-hmm. having fun. 
Uh, any college plans coming up? Know where you want to go? What uh, you want to do? I actually verbally committed to Wayne State. There you go. Back in June for D2 football. Uh, what was that process like? Recruiting, going to visit some places, I'm sure. And, and what was that process like for you? It was it was a little stressful, but it was really cool getting to see all the campuses mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And I got to go basically tour the country this summer and last summer. I got to see a whole bunch of campuses, yeah. meet a whole bunch of coaches. Where else? Uh, where else did you go? Uh, I went to uh, SDSU. Um, I'm going to a UND game. I got invited to Augie, uh, and then Wayne State, obviously. And then there's a couple other smaller ones around the country. Uh, what was it about Wayne State that uh, that made made them the choice? Uh, I really liked the atmosphere and the coaches. They had a really young staff and mm-hmm. a real bright future. I like what they're doing with the program. They just invested a whole lot of money to their uh, facilities and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and they're building a whole new f- uh, football facility. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm just really excited. I really liked all the coaches, staff, and the tape, the, uh, the team and the players and all that stuff. Does that take some pressure off of you? You know where you're going to go. You don't have to think, okay, what do coaches think of me now? Uh, how, how, does that, how does that mentally affect you? Um, it's almost like starting a new chapter. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, you obviously get the stresses like, okay, I know I'm going here, but now I just got to work that much harder to get best I can be going there and going in my freshman season. So uh, coming up, Wayne State here at next year for August. Uh, who is your funniest teammate? Uh, probably Mick Daly. Mick Daly, he's been a popular answer. Loudest teammate? Um, I'd probably say me, honestly. You? There you go. Uh, hardest worker? Um, that's a tough one. Everyone's working pretty hard this mm-hmm. year. Uh, I think I got to go with Mick again. Mick again. Uh, and your smelliest teammates? Oh, definitely CP. CP, there's been a few folks that are saying, I don't know, and then there's been a couple folks folks that have said Carson. So, I mean, it's either one or the other. It's definitely Carson, you would say. So, <laughs> definitely the smelliest. August Anderson joins us here, getting ready for his senior season. August, thanks for coming in. Thank you. First Dakota is giving away new Ford F-150s to celebrate 150 years as a South Dakota bank. We owe it to the countless customers who have trusted us with their banking since 1872. And we want to say thanks by giving back. Click the banner to nominate someone you know to win a new Ford pickup. Or go to firstdakota.com slash 150. First Dakota National Bank, member FDIC. It is Mitchell Kirtle uh, football here tonight. KORN News Radio, FM 101.3 AM 1490. Also live streaming on our website at KORNradio.com. I'm Travis Krenz. It's number one peer, 2-0 on the season. Taking on the number five ranked Mitchell Colonels at 1-1. One one. Uh, peer, they will receive the opening kickoff. Let's see what Mitchell's defense can do against a very high-powered peer governor offense. Again, peer, they defeated Aberdeen uh, Central in week one, 54-15. And they uh, won at number four Brookings last week, 48 to nothing. So we'll see what Mitchell can do here against a Pier team that is averaging 52 points per game here through their first two. Pier, they've won five straight state titles. Only one other team in the history of South Dakota high school football has won six in a row. That was the West Central Trojans from 2000 to 2005. And Pier, a pretty big favorite uh, to get to the Dome and win their sixth consecutive championship. Colonels, they will kick it off here from left to right. Mitchell, white uniforms with black pants and white and uh, black numbers. The Pier Governors in all green uniforms. Kelly green uniforms with green helmets and big white numbers. We like to see that. 
Just after 7 o'clock, a beautiful night for football, and we are ready to go. This one, a squib kick, takes a big bounce at the 40, and a minimal return up to around the 37-yard line here for the Pier Governors. So not a lot on that kickoff. That was designed to be a pooch kick, squib kick, but it will allow the Governors to have pretty good field position at their own 37-yard line. Lincoln Keenholz, your quarterback. Brock Moser, the running back. And your three receivers are Jack Merkwan, Cade Kaiser, and Brecken Kruger with the tight ends, Jackson Edmond and Jet Zabel. A lot of spread offense. He'll start in the shotgun. Three receivers set. He'll hand it off to Moser, left side. Get a good run of about seven or eight on first down. Again, they don't run the ball a lot to Moser. Moser only has 14 carries for 69 yards in the first two games of the season. But he'll pick up eight on first down. Ball up to the 39-yard line. Second and short, second and two and a half here for the Governors. They've got a three-receiver set to the right, one left. Keen holes, he can run. He's got 106 rushing yards already on the season. Empty backfield, second and three, going deep left side. has got his receiver. It's caught, but was he in bounds? That's the question. Was he in bounds? He may have been out of bounds. What is the call? Oh, they say it was out of bounds. Jack Merkwan, his number one receiver, he caught the ball at around the 20-yard line, but could not get that foot in bounds. Again, it wasn't bad defense by the Colonels, but a beautiful pass by Keenholz, just a couple inches out of bounds. So that sets up a third and three. See if Mitchell can force the three and out here, get some pressure on the quarterback. A three-receiver set here to the right for Keenholz. Let's see if Keenholz maybe runs. And we're going to have a whistle here. It's going to be an official timeout here. What do we got here? Nope, that's a false start on the outside. So Pierre going to move back five yards to make it a third and eight, uh, just shy of their own 40-yard line. That was one of the wide receivers, I believe, Brecken Kruger, a 6'2 senior at 165. Last week we saw a lot of short and speedy receivers. They weren't very big for Sturgis. These receivers here are pretty long and lanky, 6'2", 6'3", and 6'4". For Jet Zabel. So third and eight here, just shy of the 40. Keenholz back to pass and an empty shotgun set. Rolls out to his right, gonna go deep right side. He's got a man in double coverage, caught and tackled right, right around the 10 yard line. Big 50 yard pass completion on third and eight. That is Jack Merkwan. Assume when he throws it's gonna be to Merkwan or the tight end, Jet Zabel. Goes from the 39 yard line all the way to the red zone. Beautiful thrown ball by Keenholz down to the 11. From the 39 to the 11, first and 10 for the Governors. One minute gone by, a big third down conversion. Keenholz, three receiver set, looks to the left. Towards the end zone, nope, incomplete. We'll do it again at first, uh, second and 10 at the 11. Looking for Jackson Edmond. Again, Jackson Edmond is a 6'7 tight end. He's a senior. We've got Jet Zabel. He's also the tight end at 6'4", 215. So two terrific tight ends to throw to and three outstanding receivers here for Lincoln Keenholz. They've ran the ball only once. They've thrown it the last three times. Second and 10 here from the 11. Keenholz rolling out to the left, looking at the end zone, back of the end zone, wide open and caught for a touchdown. 6-0 after a minute 10 is all it took. Jackson Edmond. With the touchdown, number 80, the 6-7 tight end. And that's an easy and quick score for the Governors to make it 6 to nothing here, 10-50 to go in this opening quarter. 
Mitchell had a chance there at a third and eight to stop him. But a long uh, 50-yard pass. Andrew Kankia with the kick. Oh, the snap was no good, so Keenholz just going to pick it up and score. Keenholz, your holder. Bad snap, and Keenholz just picks it up and rolls out to the right and scores. 8-0 Governors. They lead after a minute and 10 seconds. We'll see the Mitchell offense for the first time here tonight. We're back in 60 seconds on KORN. I should have got my hearing checked earlier. I should have wore hearing protection. I should have gone to see Dr. Trish for my hearing health care needs. Please don't should have all over yourself. It gets messy. Visit Hearing Plus LLC for all your hearing, hearing aid, and hearing health care needs instead of should have in through life's hearing difficult moments. Again, that's Hearing Plus LLC, 417 North Main, Suite 105 in Mitchell, or call 605-996-0281. Hearing Plus, so much more. It's an 8 nothing uh, peer lead here. We're barely a minute into the ball game. Travis Crins with you tonight, some Saturday night. Mitchell Colonel football. An 11-yard pass to Jackson Edmond from Lincoln Keenholes. Two-point conversion is good. Colonel's going to take it in the end zone. They'll start here at their 20 yard line so first and ten for this Mitchell offense and it looks like the best defense to stop this high-powered governor offense tonight is to keep your own offense on the field keep Lincoln Keenholes on the bench so we'll see what Mitchell does here first and ten they mark it at the 20 yard line we got Trayson Scholes the senior quarterback Mick Daly and Bryce Palmer the two running backs and he's got J- Jager Tyler and AJ Seamson along with Lucas Bennett your receivers in tight, couple guys in the slot, man in motion. Colonels, they hand it off on first down, gain of one. I think that may have been Jager Tyler, and it was. So Tyler, a gain of maybe two on first down. And we've seen Jager Tyler become more of this offense in the running game. He is listed as a receiver, but he should get a healthy amount of carries later on tonight. Mitchell's offensive line. And their running game, they need to uh, have an outstanding performance here tonight. Keep this a competitive ball game. 10-15 to go, second and nine for the Colonels at the 21. They give it left side to McDaly. Daly finds no running room, maybe even a tackle for loss. As he gets to around the 21-yard line, so a gain of zero on a second and nine. Two straight runs for the Colonels to start off this ball game to Tyler and to Daly. So Mitchell, again, they want to keep the ball on the ground. We'll see if they pass it here on third and nine. Peer looking for a three and out. Another uh, three receiver sets. Trayson Schultz under center, man in motion. They fake the pitch. Schultz back to pass left side. That's incomplete to Jager Tyler. Colonels will gain one yard. On their first possession, it'll be a three and out for this Colonel offense. And Sabres, Tyson Sabres on to punt to 6-1 Junior. And you got to be careful here. This one could get ugly in a hurry. A 3-0, three, three, three and out here for Mitchell. 9.40 to go. Colonel's huddling here. Fourth and nine. At their own 21. Again, Pierce going to get good field position again. Right near midfield. We've got Moser and Weeby, the two returners, set up at the 50-yard line. Sabre's going to kick it. Low snap from the 10. It's nearly blocked, but he gets off a pretty nice punt. It'll be fair caught at the 46-yard line. Jaden Weeby 
will have the fair catch. That one was nearly blocked, and if that's blocked, that may be a touchdown on special teams. So 9.33 to go here, second shot for this pure offense. And they've got great field position at the 46-yard line. Keen holes, he's thrown a couple of nice deep balls already. He's in the shotgun with a three-receiver set. Keen holes back to pass again. Plenty of time right up the middle near the sticks. Good to tackle, and he missed the tackle. They'll be right near the first down gain of nine and a half to Brecken Kruger. Curdle's linebacker had him wrapped up. Then he got away for a couple of extra yards. They'll call him shorts. It'll be second and inches. Quickly back up to the line is this pure offense. Three receivers to the left for Keen Holes. Keen Holes back at the 50, back to pass. Looking again, deep left side. has got a man if the Colonels can turn around. Nope, going to be another 50-yarder. Inside the 10-yard line to Jack Merquan at 6-3. Double covered. And Merquan at 6-3 just had a couple inches on those Colonel defensive backs. 40-yard gain on the play. Peer in danger of going up at least 15 to nothing here in about three and a half minutes. First and goal from the five. Keen holes up the middle. Oh, nice job on the slants on the left side. Looking for his leading receiver, Jack Merquan. Good defense by that Colonel secondary. Bryce Palmer on the deflection. Second and goal here from the five. Here they've ran it once. They're just passing it all over this Mitchell secondary. Colonel's defensive line not getting much of a push e- uh, either. Three receivers to the right. Keenholds jump ball right up the middle. Good. Threw it to the 6'7", Jackson Edmond, the tight end again for his second touchdown catch of the night. This time from five yards out. I don't know how you stop Peer. I don't know how you stop Jackson Edmond. He's 6'7". So we're three and a half minutes into this one. It's already 14-0 Peer. 8.38 to go. That drive took all of about a minute 10 again. Let's see if Peter can get this uh, extra point through here. They went for, it was a bad snap on the first one, and uh, Keenholz just ran it in. Better snap this time. Kick is up and good. 8.38 to go. 15 nothing. Peer already. They have scored quickly on their first two possessions. We're back in 60 seconds on KORN. You couldn't always see your favorite band play in a palace made of corn or spend a sunny Saturday afternoon cheering on your kid at the soccer complex. And before First Dakota filed the first charter in 1872, you couldn't bank in South Dakota. Every timeless institution, tradition, and thriving business was started somewhere by someone who had a dream and the passion to make it happen first. What will be your South Dakota first? Visit firstdakota.com first. Member FDIC. Pier with a 15-0 lead. We're three and a half minutes into the game. Return here for Mitchell up near the 20-yard line. 8.32 to go. So Mitchell, they went three and out on their first drive. A couple of runs, only gained a yard, then an incomplete pass to Jager Tyler. So first and 10 for the Colonels. Natural grass field here, plenty, uh, plenty thick. Did uh, mow between the uh, lines here, so. First and 10 at the 23 for the Colonels. 8.32 to go, already trailing 15 to nothing. Another two receiver sets. And give it off the middle. Quarterback uh, going to give it off to the right side. Going to pick up a couple yards for Mick Daly. Oh, maybe zero. 
McDaly on the right side. Stretch play. Gain of zero on the play. Maybe even lost one. Second and 11 here. Loss of one at the 22-yard line. So it is going to be a struggle tonight for Mitchell. 15 to nothing already. Not getting much on offense either. Got to be a little creative on offense. It's a pretty good peer team. Second and 11 from the 22. Man in motion. They give it up the middle to Jagger. Tyler, that might be your best bet tonight up near the 30-yard line. Gain of about seven. Sets up a third and manageable here for the Colonels. Trying to avoid two straight three and outs. Next snap's going to be about 7.15 to go. Third and five at the 29. Mitchell needs to get to that 34-yard line. And Mitchell needs to get a first down here. Another two receivers set. Three in the backfield. Scholes under center. Man in motion. They fake it. Scholes up the middle. He'll gain about two, three yards. It'll be uh, force another Mitchell punt. It'll be about two yards shy of the 34. So a second straight three and out here for Mitchell. Under seven minutes to go. Another punt here from Tyson Sabres. And you only need two yards here, but you're deep in your own territory. A fourth and two from the 31. But if you give the ball back to Pierre here, no matter how you do it, on downs, short field, long field. I mean, Pierre's uh, shown the ability to score very quickly no matter where they've been tonight. 6.30 to go. Sabres with the punt here for Mitchell. Returner set up at around the 40-yard line. Nearly blocked the first time. This one much better, but a high punt angling towards the sidelines. Fair caught at the 42-yard line for Jaden Wiebe. So, again, a third straight possession in which the Governors will have outstanding field position. First and 10 at their own 42-yard line. Two goal line touchdown catches from Lincoln Keenholes to Jackson Edmond. And both drives for the Governor's offense is barely taking a minute. They're looking for a three-touchdown lead here halfway through this third quarter. Three receivers to the right for Keenholes. He's going to have a quick throw to the right side complete. Run of 10, 15 yards. That one was a simple pitch and catch to Merquan. Merquan caught it at the line of scrimmage, ran 15 yards for the first down. So we've seen plenty of... Passes down the field for Keen holds this one right at the sticks. Still a gain of 15. Easy going here with six minutes to go. First quarter, 15 to nothing, Governors. First and 10 at the Colonel 44. Three receivers for Keen holds looking deep left side near the end zone, wide open. Caught, touchdown. 44 yards out. Touchdown for Cade Kaiser. That drive took about 40 seconds. It's now 21 to nothing. Strike from Keenholz to Kaiser for another Governor's 6. 5.53 to go here. Colonel's already down three touchdowns, and they've only ran six offensive plays. That's why I mentioned it was a fourth and two from your own 31. You may as well go for it because Pierre just scored on two plays. Kick is up and good. We are six minutes into this game. It is 22 to nothing, Pierre. The number one team in AA looking like it. We're back in 60 seconds. You're listening to Mitchell Colonel Football on KORN. 
For more than a century, Aurora Cooperative has been a partner in the success of our owners. By focusing on the future with a portfolio of innovative solutions, services, products, and data, we add value to every aspect of your operation. At Aurora Cooperative, our goal is simple, to be your go-to resource for better information, better products, and better services so you can make better, more informed decisions all year long. Whether it's grain, agronomy, energy, aerial, or animal nutrition, we are tougher together. Aurora Cooperative. Ah, why am I so sore? There are everyday moments. Hey, hold the ladder! Hold the ladder! Yeah, that hurt. And there are epic moments. Slide, slide, slide! Colin! Class of 1995! When a moment creates a health need, visit the experts at Avera Orthopedics. We're moving health forward so you can tell the story. Learn more at avera.org slash orthopedics. 5.53 5.53 to go in this first quarter. It's 22 to nothing, Pier. Colonels, they receive the kickoff around the five-yard line up to the 10, 15, near the 20, down near the uh, 27. So a good return here for Mitchell. Best field position, Lucas Bennett returns it up near the 27-yard line. So three touchdown passes for Lincoln Keenholz. Six minutes into the game. You know, has 16 touchdowns on the season. 12 passing, 3-4 rushing. First and 10 for the Mitchell offense at the 28. Colonels need to get a couple first downs here at the very least flip field position. He'll pitch it right side, McDaly. He'll lose two, three, maybe four yards on first down. McDaly on the loss. We'll see they put it here. Lose a couple yards. Second and 12 here at the 26. And Colonel's just a handful of positive yards here tonight. 5.15 to go in this first quarter. Shadows starting to uh, creep in here. About half the field covered in shadows. Second and 12 for the Colonels at their own 26. They fake the pitch. Quarterback Trayson Schultz keeps it left side. He'll get back to around the uh, original line of scrimmage. A little past that. Gain about four on second down. So Schultz fakes the pitch left side, keeps it himself to set up a third and long. Peer uh, Governor defense looking for their third straight. Three and out. It'll be third and six here from the Colonel 32. Coming up on four and a half minutes to go in the first quarter, 22-0 Governors. Pier on the uh, near sideline, Colonel's on the other side of the field. Third and six. They'll give it up the middle to Jager Tyler, fighting for some yards. They're going to be about two yards shy of the first down, shy of the 40. Again, do you punt it or you may as well go for it here? You're already down 22 to nothing. What do you have to lose? Pierre scored very easily three straight times. Drives have taken a minute, minute 15 at the most. Mitchell has it about fourth and maybe a yard. Just shy of the 39-yard line. They're going to measure here. So whatever it is, this sets up a fourth and about one, less than one. Going to be a little short, I believe. Going to be short by maybe a yard, half a yard at the, at the most. 
May as well go for it here. You're already down 22-0. Game's barely started. Now to get that ball exactly there, put it exactly there. And around the 37-yard line. So Mitchell needs less than a yard here to keep this drive alive. They're going to go for it here on their own 37-yard line. Need to pick up just around a yard. See if they can pick up a fourth down conversion and pick up their first first down here with four minutes to go. Quarterback sneak by Schultz. It's going to be close. I don't know if he got it. Maybe even have fumbled it. I think he maybe fumbled it. It's a big old pile of bodies here. We'll see what they decide. Could be short. Could be a Mitchell fumble. We'll see what they we'll see where they put the ball here. Just a complete guess. They're going to give it to Mitchell. Trayson Schultz got just enough, got the yard he needed. A couple of peer defenders came up off that pile saying, hey, we got the ball, we fumbled. Or Mitchell fumbled, we recovered. Well, that was not the case. So Mitchell, they go for it. Just shy of the 40, and they get it on fourth down. First first down for Mitchell. They have it first and 10 at their own 39. Schultz back to pass, deep left side. They got uh, Jager Tyler, he's... Double cover near the 30-yard line. It would have been a nice completion of about 30 yards, but uh, Schultz just uh, barely overthrew Jager Tyler as he was double covered, so the clock stops here with 3.31 to go in this first quarter. Second and 10 here from the 39. Let's see if Mitchell can capitalize on that fourth and one version. Schultz 0 for 2 passing tonight. Schultz now 10 for 24. 189 yards on the season through a game in one quarter. And Schultz is going to keep it up the middle at fake pitch. He'll get a decent gain on second down up near the 44-yard line. He'll pick up about half of it. Gain of four on second and ten. So Mitchell again, if they can get another couple yards here, he may as well go for it again on fourth down. We've got a third and six coming up with three minutes to go. By far the best drive for this Mitchell offense. Three minutes to go, 22 nothing. Pier already late first quarter. Schultz under center, man in motion. They're going to pitch it to the right side. It's going to be a loss of a couple to Jager Tyler. May as well punt here on a fourth and eight. Tyler loses two yards, tackle for loss, and Mitchell going to punt after getting their first first down of the ball game. So let's see if they can pin Peer deep in their own territory. Sabres going to punt this ball from around the 35-yard line. And can this Mitchell defense get a stop tonight? That is the question. 22 to nothing already. Fourth and five at the 44. Sabres with the punt at the 35. Good punt for Sabres. Weeby will take it at the 24. Go right, go left. He'll be at the 30. Makes the multiple guys miss. Good return for Weeby up at the 41-yard line. That was a punt return of 17 yards for Jaden Weeby. So, again, Pierce starts at the 41-yard line. They've been right around that 40, 45-yard line, right near midfield, all four of their drives thus far. There's a flag on the play. Let's see if they... Move Pier back a couple yards inside their own 35. Block in the back on the punt return, so it'll be a 10-yard penalty. 
I guess they'll put it where the uh, penalty happened. So they go from the 41-yard line all the way back to the uh, 26. That was a big uh, 14-yard penalty or so. So first and 10 for the Governors at their own 26-yard line. Three receivers set. Keenholz, a little bit of pressure. Caught right up the middle. Another first down. Gain of 12. Two first down right up the middle to Brecken Kruger. And that pure offense doesn't give you much time as they are right back up to the line. Gain of 12 on first down. First and 10 for the Governors here at their own 40. Another three receiver set. Keenholz all by himself in the shotgun. Can look at the sideline for the play. They'll make a, an adjustment here, an audible at the line with a minute 30 to go. First quarter, Keenholz back to pass. Some pressure this time. Colonels can't get the sack, can't get the sack. Finally get the sack down at the 26-yard line. So that's a big loss of at least 14 yards. Let's see where they put this ball. And Mick Daly on the, uh, on the sack. Colonels had a couple defenders. Initially couldn't get Keenholz down. But the third and fourth defender finally did. So he was tackled at the 26. They'll spot it at the 29-yard line. Second and 21 here. Final minute of the quarter. More pressure on Keenholz. We haven't seen him run yet. He'll run here, but holding is going to be the call more than likely. Keenholz will pick up 10 yards, but I think that one's coming back. So finally some pressure by this Mitchell defensive front. And now some more penalties for this governor offense. Pierre going to be back inside their own 20-yard line. A hold on the offensive line. Again, Mitchell needs a stop here. And Pierre giving you that opportunity. We're going to have about a third and, or a second and 30 coming up. And I don't know if the spot on the field matters. I don't know if the down and distance matters with this pure offense. They're going to call it second and 36 at the 14. First down at the 50-yard line if they can get there. Keenholz looking deep right side. has got a man. Could be a big play. And it all oh, dropped it. Would have been enough for the first down. As Jack Merkwan just got his fingertips on it. Again, if he catches it, that's a 40-yard pass, and they pick up the third and 36. I should say the second and 36. They'll have one more crack at it here. Again, there's no spot on the field that Pierre can't score from. So third and 36 from the 14. Any other team might keep it conservative. For Pierre, they may as well just chuck it down the field. So a four-receiver set for Keenholz. Third and 36. Keenholz is going to just a quarterback draw, so... Fairly conservative there in a third and 36, considering they almost completed a 40-yard pass the previous play. So that Pierre offense, only one first down on that trip, and that should be the end of the first quarter. Colonels finally get a stop, 22 to nothing. Pierre with the lead. Mitchell should have good field position when we return. We're back in 90 seconds on KORN. 
This is Austin, store manager of Runnings, inviting you to see what we fit in about 95,000 square feet in Mitchell. With about 650 firearms, we have the area's largest collection with everything from handguns to rifles to BB guns. Midwest living means you need to gear up with boots and gloves as you go out to take care of your critters and livestock. At Runnings, we have the feeding tools, everything from shovels, spreaders, and dump carts to power tools and lawn tractors. You need it, we've got it at Runnings in Mitchell. Mount a 70-yard punt almost. It'll be about, oh, maybe 50-plus yards when they uh, figure it up. Lincoln Keenholz with the punts in the shadow of his own goal line. Takes a good pier bounce at the 32. So pretty good when you got the ball at the 14, and Mitchell going to start here first and 10 from their own 32-yard line. So Mitchell finally got a stop. A couple of penalties on that drive for Pierre. A holding call backed him up 10 yards. Also a loss of about 12 or 13 yards on a sack of Lincoln Keenhole. So some positives here for the Mitchell defense. Now can the Colonel offense give that defense a bit of a rest here with a long scoring drive. First and 10 at the 32. Colonel's trailing 22-0 here as we start the second quarter. Little draw right up the middle. Gain of zero on first down. Jager Tyler on the carry. Again, just not much penetration out there. Not much for running lanes, not much for passing lanes. It's just hard to, hard to move the ball anyway. Uh, you figure it out here if you're the Colonels. Gain of one for Tyler. Second and nine here from the 33-yard line. I've seen Jager Tyler. We've seen Mick Daly. I have not seen uh, Bryce Palmer as of yet. Get a carry. Colonels moving across the field from right to left. Second and nine from the 33. Schull's going to give it to Mick Daly right side. He's going to lose at least one yard. Well, Mick Daly with at least a loss of one. So it'll be a third and ten coming up for Mitchell with 10.45 to go. Colonels will make the long trip up to Aberdeen Central next week. Back-to-back -back road games for Mitchell. After opening up the season at home against Yainton and Sturgis. Third and nine at the 33. Chills under center, back to pass, looking left side. Got a man, it's picked off. Picked off at the 34-yard line, down at the 22. Looking for a little wheel route to the running back. Trey Lewis, outside linebacker, six feet junior at 180 pounds with the interception. That'll give the Governors the ball here at the 23-yard line of Mitchell. Oh, yeah, can't turn the ball over. Scholes with the pass there. Off to his left, looking for the running back out of the backfield. Wasn't quite long enough. 22-0 for the Governors, 10-22 to go in the half. Three receivers set for Keenholz. Keenholz looking for the end zone. This one... Uh, he was going for his intended receiver, Br uh, Brecken Kruger, but Merquan nearly came up with the catch. It'll be an incomplete pass. Another uh, good good pressure there by the Mitchell defensive front. Again, Keenholz was looking for Kruger up the middle near near the uh, ten uh, near the uh, sticks. Would have been close to a first down. He overthrew him and had another receiver there that almost made almost made a catch. Second and 10 from the Colonel, 23. Four receiver set, quick pass to the left side. That was behind the line of scrimmage. Probably should be a run. 
Either way, it'll be a gain of 12 yards for Brecken Kruger. And that was a second and 10. He caught that ball behind the line of scrimmage. I think it was behind the uh, behind the, the uh, throw as well. So he's short. He's just short. So did not pick it up. Third and one from the 14-yard uh, line. And Pierre, they, they ran it on their first play. They have not really ran the ball since then. A couple quarterback scrambles. That's it. Third and one at the 14. They'll give it to Moser this time. He'll pick up the first down easily and muscle his way near the five-yard line. Good gain of about seven for Brock Moser, their lead running back. First down and first and goal coming up next as the governor is threatening to go up 29 to nothing. Here still with nine minutes to go in the half. First and goal from the seven. Keen Holes rolls out to the right, looking at the end zone. Caught Jackson Edmond. Touchdown number three on the Knights. Jackson Edmond, the 6'7 senior, has caught three touchdown passes. Quick little 23-yard drive. A seven-yard touchdown pass to Jackson Edmond to make it 20 Eight to nothing. Extra points off to our right. Up and good. 29 nothing Pier with 9-10 to go in the second quarter. We're back in one minute. You're listening to Mitchell Colonel Football on KORN. This is Sherry with Darrington Water Conditioning. We service any and all brands of home and office water conditioning systems. No matter what it is or where you got it, we'll take care of it 24-7 so you can set it and forget it. We're Darrington Water on Sanborn and Mitchell, offering service that doesn't evaporate. 996-3477. KORN News Radio Weather. Lows of law for around 45 tonight under clear skies. Winds out of the northwest 5 to 10 miles per hour. Highs level off around 77 tomorrow. Ample sunshine expected. Clear skies and quiet again tomorrow night. Lows dip down to about 46. Turning warmer Monday and Tuesday with highs from the low 80s to the mid 80s. Taking a look at the extended forecast, 89 Wednesday, 85 Thursday, and 83 on Friday. Another look at the short range. Lows level off around 45 tonight. High of 77 tomorrow. Lows level off around 46 tomorrow night. For KORN, News Radio FM, 1013 and AM 1490, I'm meteorologist Laura Lockwood. Right now, 75. Third touchdown pass to Jackson Edmond, the fourth of the ball game for Lincoln Keenholz. Keenholz will kick it off as well. 29-0 with nine minutes to go in this first half. Pierre with the lead. McDaly, he'll return the ball from around his goal line up near the 22. So we knew it was going to be a tough night here for Mitchell, already down 29 to nothing. I don't think anybody's going to beat Pierre this year. Just not going to happen for... You've got T-Area and Yankton, the only two other teams that could possibly even give them a challenge. Brookings tried last week. Brookings number four in the media poll. They lost at home 48 nothing last week. So we'll see if T or Yankton can maybe give Pierre a competitive game this year. First and 10 at the 22. Scholes with the shotgun. Pass right side. Completes. This one for A.J. Simpson runs again past the markers. Good gain of around 17 on first down. Good job by Simpson. 
Caught that ball for about five yards and then ran the next 12. Second first down of the half for Mitchell. First completion for Mitchell. Well, may as well go to this passing game again. Colonels want to keep the ball on the ground, but you're down 29 to nothing. So see if they can open up this offense and drive for a score. First and 10 at their own 39-yard line. Another three receiver sets. Nope, going to have a look like the uh, running back to Shoals left moved early. So that'll be a five-yard penalty on Mitchell. First and 15 coming up here from the 34. We'll have your Culver's player of the game coming up here. Also, we'll talk with head coach Kent Van Overshield and give away our game ball brought to you by Iverson Auto. 8.54 to go in the half. Can't get here soon enough for Mitchell. Down 29 to nothing. First and 15 now at the 34. Another, uh, let's see, a four-receiver set this time for Mitchell. Man in motion. They give it to McDaly. Uh, left side's got some room near the 40. Near the 45. Goes back up, and he's hit at the 47-yard line. Good run for McDaly on a first and 15. He'll pick up about 12 yards. So a couple of good uh, good starts to this Mitchell offensive series. Fourth time Mitchell's had the ball tonight. He'll be two and a half yards shy of the first down. He'll be second and three coming up next. Nearing midfield at their own 46-yard line. Shotgun for uh, Shoals. Mitchell goes five receivers for the first time tonight. Three to the right, two to the left. Needs three yards on second and three. He'll pass it, and there'll be a gain of zero. Pass was complete. But A.J. Simpson catches the ball, and they're going to just get back to the original line of scrimmage. So you complete the pass, but you don't pick up any yards. Yes, they pick up one yard. So third and one, third and one and a half for Mitchell. Four down territory here near midfield. Mitchell, they've been passing exclusively on this down. Not uh, anything's been working for Mitchell in the run game. You have one run for 12 yards on this drive. More movement. This time, uh, Pierre may have moved early. We will see. This could be an automatic first down for the Colonels. No, nope, Mitchell moving back again. Second straight false start on this drive for the Colonels. So a third and two now becomes a third and seven from their own 42-yard line. 8.03 to go. Seems like this has been a very long first half for Mitchell, down 29 to nothing. Third and seven from the 42. Shotgun, four receivers set. Scholl's got to get rid of it, overthrows his man. That'll set up another punt, but we do have a flag. In the Colonel backfield. They were looking for Bryce Palmer in the left flat, but overthrew him. We do have a penalty. Well, let's see. Decline the penalty. Penalty on Mitchell, their third penalty of this drive. So that was a third and seven. Holding on the offensive line. So it'll set up a fourth and seven. 
Colonel's going to punt here with uh, just under eight minutes to go. Tyson Sabres had a nice job tonight. Maybe he's your player of the game. Tyson Sabres, the punters, had a nice game. Sabres, he'll let it fly from the 35-yard line. Nearly blocked again. Sabres with a high punt near the 30. Going to take a Mitchell bounce down just shy of the 30-yard line. So Tyson Sabres with his fourth, uh, fourth punt tonight. And the question is, will this Mitchell offense stop here? They stopped him once in that first quarter. They've scored at touchdowns on four of their five drives tonight. 7.39 to go in the first half. 29-0 Governors. A four-receiver set. Nobody in the backfield for Keenholz. He's going to pass a little fade to route right side. Perfectly placed. Gain of 30 for Jack Merquan. That was just a simple bit of a fade route on the right side. Merquan caught up to the ball. And he will gain 31 on first down. Coming up on seven minutes to go. It's been all pier tonight, 29 to nothing. And they're threatening to, uh, threatening to score again. First and 10 from their own 38. Keenhole sets up a little swing pass to the running back. Mosier left side's got plenty of room to run. Gets the first down and plenty more inside the 20. Moser going to pick up 20 yards. Just a little simple throw out of the backfield off to the left. So two plays for Pierre already in the red zone. First and 10 at the 20-yard line, pickup of 18 on the pass. 7.02 to go. And all of Pierre's scoring drives have not uh, taken very long. Another four receiver set. Keen holes, right side, pass dropped. Near the 13-yard line, good coverage on the play by Bryce Palmer. Looking for Merquan again, a rare incompletion tonight. 6.58 to go. Second and 10 coming up here at the 20-yard line for Pier. Get you some score updates here at the, at the half as well. Huron playing Brookings tonight. Also Sturgis hosting Aberdeen. Sturgis, the team Mitchell played last week. And Aberdeen will be up there next week. Second and 10, Keen holes to the end zone. The end zone overthrew his man. A third and 10 coming up next. Looking for Jack Merquan again. I mean, Merquan's been his favorite target all season long. You got Jet Zabel. We haven't seen him here, but we've seen Jackson Edmond, the tight end, catch three touchdown passes. Edmond at 6-7. So a third and 10. Chance for Mitchell to get a stop. Keenholz likely to pass again. He's in the shotgun by himself. A four-receiver set here for the Governors. Keenholz with three receivers to the right. Pass up the middle, wide open, caught. 20-yard touchdown pass to make it 35-0. That was Jet Zabel, the other tight end, for a touchdown. Zabel's fifth of the season. 
Keen holds out with five uh, five touchdowns in a quarter and a half. Keen holds out with 14 passing touchdowns on the season, 35 to nothing. 6.47 to go. Kick is up and good. 6.47 in the half. It is 36 to nothing, Pier. We're back in one minute. You're listening to Mitchell Colonel Football on KORN. This is Becky Pitts, General Manager of Poet Mitchell. We've been turning one big idea after another into biofuel and high-quality animal feed for years. Poet's vision is to reduce reliance on foreign energy while giving you the best grain marketing prices possible, all while sharing your values for sustainable land and a clean environment. Visit us at poet.com Mitchell. First Dakota is giving away new Ford F-150s to celebrate 150 years as a South Dakota bank. We owe it to the countless customers who have trusted us with their banking since 1872. And we want to say thanks by giving back. Click the banner to nominate someone you know to win a new Ford pickup or go to firstdakota.com slash 150. First Dakota National Bank, member FDIC. Fifth touchdown pass of the first half for Lincoln Keenholes. This time to his tight end, Jet Zabel, from 20 yards out on the third and 10. Extra point makes it 36 to nothing, Pierre, with 6.47 to go. We are still in the first half. Mitchell returns this 20, 25, 30 near the 35 yard line. Good return by Mitchell's Parker Denny. So we might see Parker Denny here in the second half. He's only a sophomore. He uh, played pretty well in uh, limited time late in that uh, Yainton game, a 45-6 loss. Actually ended up leading Mitchell in rushing in that game with only three carries. So we see some Parker Denny here in the second half. First and 10 from the Colonel 35, a five-receiver set for Trayson Schultz. Deep up the middle, has got a man, nearly intercepted. Dropped interception at the 40-yard line. Jacob Mayer, one of their free safeties, dropped an interception to make it second and ten. Colonels have one turnover. It was an interception earlier in this quarter. Led to a short field and a short score for the Governors. Now 36-0. 6.35 to go in the half. Second and 10. Mitchell at the 35. Man in motion. They'll give it to the motion man. Bryce Palmer right side's got some good speed. He'll be tripped up. Gain of three at the 38-yard line. Sets up a third and 10 for Mitchell at their own 38-yard line. Colonels with two first downs in this half. Look at shotgun again, third and seven from the 38. Six minutes to go in the half. Colonels down 36 nothing. Four receivers set. Schultz goes up the middle. It's caught. First down. A.J. Simpson at the 50. Be a nice little gain of around 12. So the third first down for Mitchell. Simpson right up the middle on the slant. Again, nothing happening with this Colonel uh, 
running game, and they're down by five touchdowns, so they're just going to keep on passing this ball. And they get uh, Trace and Chels in a rhythm right here, score, or maybe maybe score tonight. They have it first and ten at the 50. I don't know if they've ran a play in Pier territory yet. I don't think they have. Another four receiver set for Schultz at midfield. Jager Tyler, it's a high snap. Schultz, the quarterback, going to keep it. Going to lose a yard on first down. Coming up on five minutes to go. In this first half. Schultz with a loss of one to make it second and 11. And snap was a little bit high. So Shell's kept it himself and just ran it up the middle for a loss of one. Second and 11, just shy of the 50. Three receivers left, one right. So they give it off. Run off the left side to McDaly. Daly picks up one yard back to the original line of scrimmage up to the 50. To set up a third and nine. Yep, it'll be a third and ten here at the 50-yard line. Clock continues to roll here, 4.20 to go. Pierre, they'll likely get the ball at least one more time. Two receivers on each side, shotgun for Schultz. Schultz looking to convert a third and ten. He'll do so, A.J. Simpson right up the middle, gain of 11. Right past the 40-yard line, needed to get to the 40. He got to the 39. It's kind of been Mitchell's best play here on this drive. Passes up the middle on little slant routes to A.J. Seamson. Seamson having a big night. He might be your Culver's player of the game. Good night thus far for A.J. Seamson. 3.45 to go in the half. Colonel's looking to score here down 36-0. They have it first and 10 at the pier, 39 Five receiver set, quick pass at the line of scrimmage. Caught. Gain of three by A.J. Seamson. That was just a quick throw at the line of scrimmage off to the right. Kind of just like a long run. It'll be a gain of three on first down. SDSU, they're in action tonight at home. Their home opener versus UC Davis. They are up 17-10. to 10. Early third quarter. We're at halftime right now, 17-10. Close one between the Jackrabbits and UC Davis. Second and seven here at the 36. Colonels driving. This has been their longest drive of the night. They give it right side to McDaly. He's going to lose a couple yards, and we're going to have a penalty in the backfield. We'll see. Maybe that might be holding on Mitchell. See what this penalty is on the Colonels. We'll see if Pierre wants to accept the penalty or decline it, set up maybe a third down or a second and long. I think they're going to decline the penalty. So penalty is declined to set up a third down. Third down and six from the 36. Gain of zero on that play for McDaly. So again, four down territory for the Colonels. So they get positive yards here on third and six. Another four receivers set. Shotgun for Schultz. Third and seven from the 37. Good protection this time. Up the middle, another catch by A.J. Simpson and another first down 
for Mitchell, senior wide receiver. Potentially a career night coming up here for A.J. Seamson. He's been the favorite target here of Schultz. So another first down, by far the best drive Mitchell's had offensively. This is their third first down of the drive. This is kind of what we've been talking about. It hasn't been running the ball, but it's been passing the ball. A long drive to keep that pure offense off the field. But it's a little bit too late, down 36-0. Quick pass again. Seamson catches it right side, eludes a couple defenders. Picks up about four yards on first down. Nice drive for Mitchell. See if they can get some points, though, before the half. A second and seven here at the 26-yard line. A little gain of three. Again, Mitchell's abandoned the run down 36-0 and using some uh, just some quick passes to the right to A.J. Seamson to pick up a couple yards. It's kind of been a substitute for their run game here this drive. Second and seven, minute 40 to go. Colonel's driving in pure territory. Deep left side near the end zone. Up, crisscrossed him and completed the 10. Looking for Bryce Palmer. Palmer looked to his right, turned back to his left, and ball was incomplete out of his reach by a couple yards. So, Third and eight. Mitchell's done a good job converting on third down here. Minute 35 to go. It's a 36-0 lead for the Governors. They've scored on five of their six drives tonight. Five touchdown passes for Keenholes. Another four receiver set. Three to the left of Schultz. Passing on third and eight. Looking to his left. Rolling out to his right. He's going to throw it in the end zone. Was it caught for a touchdown? I think it was. Touchdown for Bryce Palmer from 26 yards out. Colonels get on the board. There's a flag on the play. Why wouldn't there be? Was he made? Scholes was awfully close to being past the line of scrimmage. So take the touchdown to Bryce Palmer off the board here. 26-yard score. And it is holding on Mitchell. Nice throw and a catch to Bryce Palmer. Takes the touchdown off the board. More penalties for Mitchell. So that was Mitchell's shot to score in this half. It'll be a third and 18 coming up next at the 37-yard line. So a couple cracks to score. Liked what I've seen from Trayson Schultz. He might have a career night as well. Third and 18 from the 37 for Mitchell. Schultz with an empty backfield. Looking left. Passes high. Complete to Jager. Tyler makes his defender miss at the 20. Down near the 15-yard line. Mitchell still going to be, I think, a couple yards shy. Oh, they're going to give him the first down. Yep, they'll give him the first down. So a third and 18 for Mitchell. They get about 22 yards on the pass left side. Dangerous pass to Jager Tyler. But he caught it. Eluded his defender and ran for another 10 yards. Another first down, another third down conversion for Mitchell. And time is not a factor. There's still 55 seconds left. They have a first and 10. This one is screened left side to McDaly. He'll be inside the five-yard line, close to another first down. Mitchell can get a first here at the four. 
think they're going to be short. A gain of nine on first down. They're going to measure here. Colonels have all three timeouts. Nice drive to go into the locker room. And now Mitchell, they are going to also get the third quarter kickoff. So if you could go down, maybe 36-7. to seven. Maybe you can score. Start the third quarter, make it 36-14. Keep that pure offense on the bench for a long, long time. He's going to be just short. We'll call it second and inches. So a gain of nine on first down pass to McDaly. Lucas Bennett on the catch. Again, Mitchell, they have not ran the ball a single time on this long, long drive. They can still pick up a first down if they gain a yard. It's second and one from the five. They can run the ball here. They can pretty much do anything they want. Another four-receiver set for Trace and Shells in the shotgun. And he'll have a whistle and a timeout. Timeout, Pierre. We're back in 60 seconds. You're listening to Mitchell Colonel Football on KORN. This is J.R. Iverson. When you're customering with us, price at the time of signing is the price you pay. We honor the price at signing with Iverson's discounts, including lease offers and finance programs. If any bigger rebates or incentives come out, making it less money, we'll give you that too. At Iverson's, we've earned customer first rating. You'll always get the best deal from people who know the latest models. It's Ram, Chrysler, Dodge, and Jeep models in Mitchell and Fords in Huron or online anytime at IversonAuto.com. Colonel's offense putting together a nice drive as they start to end this first half with a potential touchdown. 36-0 Pier. There's 47 seconds left until the half. Colonel's moving across the field from right to left. They'll have it second in inches from the five-yard line. Mitchell's had a nice offensive drive. They need to cap it off here with the touchdown. Shotgun for Schultz. They give it off to the motion man. They fumble. Pierre gets it, and that's how the half will end. They went to the motion man, Lucas Bennett. He was in motion from left to right. Scholes handed it off to Bennett. It wasn't a clean exchange. Jason Mashashek, outstanding defense alignment for Pierre, came up with the fumble recovery. So a long drive for Mitchell ends in no points. See how aggressive wants to be. They have it first and 10 from the nine. 43 seconds to go. A couple timeouts. Keen holds back to pass, pass up the middle, caught Merquan first down. He'll be down at the 27-yard line. Clocks will stop as the chains will move. That was a gain of 18 on first down, 30 seconds to go and counting. First and 10 at the 27. Keenholz looks deep left side, got a man, caught at the 40, and they're going to score again. That'll be a 73-yard touchdown. That took all of about 30 seconds. Yeah, two plays, 91 yards. Two plays, 91 yards, 30 seconds. Pier leads 40 to nothing. 17 seconds to go in the half. 
like I mentioned, it doesn't matter where they're at on the field. It doesn't matter the down and distance. They can score at any time from anywhere. Two-play drive. Keen holes with six touchdown passes. Was that Merkwan on the catch? Extra point. Good. It's 43-0. Lincoln Keenholz with a 73-yard touchdown pass to Merquan. 43-0 pier. 17 seconds to go in the half. We're back in 60 seconds. You're listening to Colonel Football on KORN. Ah, why am I so sore? There are everyday moments. Look, hey, hold the ladder! Hold the ladder! Oh. Yeah. That hurt. And there are epic moments. When a moment creates a health need, visit the experts at Avera Orthopedics. We're moving health forward so you can tell the story. Learn more at avera.org/slash orthopedics. They are role models and educators. Their work requires a great deal of time and energy for very little pay. Who are these unsung heroes? Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. The simple truth about education-based athletics in South Dakota is this. Without a committed team of coaches and administrators, it just wouldn't be possible. School sports, they bring out the best in all of us. This message presented by the South Dakota High School Activities Association and the South Dakota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Kickoff for the Governors as they lead 43-0. Colonels return up near the 25-yard line. This should be the final play here of the of the half. Look at some of the scores here from around the state. There are a few games going on in Double A here tonight. Sturgis hosting Aberdeen, and Huron versus Brookings. See if Shoals coming in, see if Mitchell just takes a knee, runs the ball. They did a great job on that last drive before the fumble. Shotgun looks like uh, Mitchell going to run a play here with 10 seconds to go. First and 10 at the 25, four receivers set for Trayson Shoals. Motion man, Shoals going to keep it himself, go right side, get a couple yards on first down. Gain of three for Shoals, and that will be how the first half ends. A 43 to nothing lead for Pierre. Hopefully this is the last time Mitchell has to play Pierre this year. Lincoln Keenholz is 15 of 22 in the first half. He's thrown for 363 yards and six touchdowns. We're back in three minutes. More stats and scores. Colonels trailing 43 nothing at Pier tonight. We're back in three minutes on KORN. This is Austin, store manager of Runnings, inviting you to see what we fit in about 95,000 square feet in Mitchell. With about 650 firearms, we have the area's largest collection with everything from handguns to rifles to BB guns. Midwest living means you need to gear up with boots and gloves as you go out to take care of your critters and livestock. At Runnings, we have the feeding tools, everything from shovels, spreaders, and dump carts to power tools and lawn tractors. You need it, we've got it at Runnings in Mitchell. You're listening to Mitchell Colonel Football here tonight on a Saturday. I'm Travis Krenz. It's 43-0 Pier. We're at the half. Let's run down the score in here for the Pier Governors. It started a minute 10 into the game, an 11-yard touchdown pass from Lincoln Keenholz 
to Jackson Edmond. That would make it 8 to nothing. Then, uh, about two minutes later, with 8.38 to go in the first quarter, it was a five-yard touchdown pass to Jackson Edmond. That would make it 15 to nothing. Then about two and a half minutes later, it was a 44-yard touchdown pass to Cade Kaiser. 5.53 to go in the game. In the first quarter, it was already 22 to nothing. Uh, then Mitchell would finally get a stop uh, defensively, but then Pierre would score three more touchdowns in the third quarter. A seven-yard score to Jackson Edmond with 9-10 to go in the second quarter. That made it 29 to nothing. Edmond with three touchdown catches in the first half. Then about two and a half minutes later, a 20-yard touchdown pass to Jet Zabel. That made it 36 to nothing. Pier with 6.47 to go in the half. And then Merquan caught the 73-yard touchdown pass. Two, uh, two-play drive, 91 yards. 73-yard uh, catch for Jack Merquan. That made it 43 to nothing here with just 17 seconds to go in the first half. Lincoln Keenholz is 15 of 22. He has thrown for 363 yards in this half with six touchdowns. Some scores from around the state. Uh, Brookings ahead of Huron, 24-2. That game early in the fourth quarter. Looks like Brookings going to get a road win at Huron tonight. And uh, looks like uh, Aberdeen Central just took the lead in the fourth quarter out in Sturgis tonight. Aberdeen Central leads Sturgis 13-12. Sturgis did have a 12-6 lead. Looks like Aberdeen uh, just put up a touchdown. So we will see Aberdeen Central as we head up north coming up next week back to some Friday night football. Some other 11 AA scores from last night. The number 2T area, they knocked off number 2 O'Gorman. 44 to 41, a shootout in T last night. Also, number three, Yainton, they blew out Watertown, 41 to seven. And out west last night, Spearfish, they beat Douglas, 36 to eight. And we've got our score here, 43 to nothing. Pier ahead of Mitchell with six touchdowns for Lincoln Keenholz. We're back in three minutes with our Meet the Colonel segment. We'll talk with uh, Mitchell offensive tackle August Anderson. As he gets ready for his senior season, going to go to Wayne State next year uh, to play college football. We're back in three minutes with August Anderson, your Meet the Colonel segment on KORN. This is Becky Pitts, General Manager of Poet Mitchell. We've been turning one big idea after another into biofuel and high-quality animal feed for years. Poet's vision is to reduce reliance on foreign energy while giving you the best grain marketing prices possible, all while sharing your values for sustainable land and a clean environment. Visit us at poet.com Mitchell. Mitchell Colonel football here tonight. Start the second half as Mitchell trails number one peer. 43 to nothing. I'm Travis Krenz. Some first half stats here for the Colonels. They've ran the ball 20 times for just 43 yards. They have picked up six first downs. Uh, Trayson Scholes, he's 9 of 15 with an interception with 87 yards uh, here. And his favorite receiver has been A.J. Simpson. Big uh, big day for A.J. Simpson uh, in that first half. As uh, Simpson, he has seven catches for 55 yards, Jagger Tyler with one catch for 23, and Lucas Bennett with one catch for nine. So again, if you're that pure defense and kind of hone in on A.J. Simpson, as he's got seven of the nine passes completed tonight, 
for Trayson Schultz. And I would say A.J. Simpson's got a real good shot here at that Culver's player of the game. We'll also present them with a little mini game ball, courtesy of Irison Auto, an actual game ball, kind of a mini football that uh, we will give to our player of the game this game and throughout the rest of the season. Coming up on 8.30 here tonight, 43 to nothing. We should have a running clock here in the second half. Governor's going to kick it off from left to right. Bryce Palmer back to return the kick. Along with Lucas Bennett. Colonels up to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Fighting for some more yards down near the 31-yard line. Parker Denny with the return. Again, Denny only a sophomore, a 5'8", 180 sophomore. He might be somebody to keep an eye on here in future years in that Mitchell backfield. Parker Denny, I would expect we may see Parker Denny in the backfield here uh, with some carries later on in the second half. Uh, last drive for Mitchell in that second uh, quarter ended up with a fumble inside the 10. Colonels were also close to scoring, but uh, Mitchell going to go back to the shotgun first and 10 at their own 31-yard line. Trayson Schultz pass up the middle, dropped by A.J. Seamson. I think that's his first drop tonight. He's also slow to get up as well. Seamson down on all fours at the 38-yard line, so that would be a tough break. Seamson had the uh, ball. He dropped it. Likely would have ran enough for a first down. And we'll take a timeout here. A.J. Seamson down in pain near the 40-yard line. Second and 10 when we return. We're back in 60 seconds. You're listening to Mitchell Colonel Football on KORN. I should have got my hearing checked earlier. I should have wore hearing protection. I should have gone to see Dr. Trish for my hearing health care needs. Please don't should have all over yourself. It gets messy. Visit Hearing Plus LLC for all your hearing, hearing aid, and hearing health care needs instead of shoulda in through life's hearing difficult moments. Again, that's Hearing Plus LLC, 417 North Main, Suite 105 in Mitchell, or call 605-996-0281. Hearing Plus, so much more. AJ Seamson off on his own power. Looks like uh, twisted an ankle or something as he hobbles off the field. So hopefully for Mitchell's offense, he can uh, come back on the field. Second and 10 at the 31-yard line. Clock continues to run. Quick pass right side complete to uh, Daly. Daly with some daylight past midfield. A big pickup of nearly 30 yards. 30, maybe even 40 yards. Mick Daly up that right sideline. A big gain on uh, second and 10. Goes from the 31-yard line all the way down to the Governor 35. A 34-yard pass. That was just a little sweep on the right side out of the backfield for Mick Daly. First and 10, 35-yard line. Clock continues to run here with a 43-0 lead. 10-15 to go in this third quarter. Five receiver set for Schultz. Schultz quick pass. That one knocked down at the line of scrimmage as the clock continues to run. So this... Uh, Second half and third quarter, it's going to go by pretty quickly because we do have that running clock with a 43-0 lead. That clock will continue to run uh, no matter what as we start to wrap up this second half. See if Colonels can put together some offense here. Let's see if they can score tonight. Had a great opportunity at the end of that first half to score before the fumble. 
can work on their passing game tonight. Four receivers set for Schultz, first and 10 at the 35. Goes off to the right, sets up his little dump off to the running back. Picks up a couple yards out of bounds. Gain of about three to McDaly. Third and seven coming up next here with 9.25 and counting. So you figured something like this could happen tonight, and, well, it did with a 43-0 lead. We'll see if uh, Pierre's offense, their first-string offense, comes out. I would assume not with that six-touchdown lead. Third and seven for the Colonels, driving at the Pier 32-yard line. Schultz looking deep, end zone up the middle. has got a man, just overthrew him. It'll set up a fourth and seven. They were looking for Lucas Bennett. Good coverage by the Pier secondary. Jaden Wiebe was in on the coverage. Also uh, linebacker Deegan Hauska. So, decent pass just overthrew his receiver. We needed a perfect pass on that one in double coverage. So, Colonels will go for it here. Opening drive of this third quarter. They have it fourth and seven from the Pier 32. Drive approaching four minutes. Five receivers set. Fourth and seven for Schultz. Schultz pass up the middle. Caught. First down for the Colonels right at the... 20-yard line. Gain a 12 on fourth down. As Jager Tyler with the catch. Colonels move the sticks. Mitchell's offense much improved here from their first couple of drives. Clock continues to run now with 7.50 to go in this third quarter. Colonels now with a four-minute drive. They have it first and 10 at the Pier 20. Another Four receivers set for Schultz. Give it to the motion man. Lucas Bennett behind the line of scrimmage. Going to lose a big chunk of yards on first down. Looks like Bennett going to lose probably six yards. Kind of that jet sweep. He slipped and ended up at the 26-yard line. Second and 16 from the 26. Coming up on seven minutes to go in this third quarter. Colonel still working on their first drive here of the third. See Scholes in the shotgun again. Colonel's moving across the field from right to left. Two receivers left, two receivers right for the quarterback, Scholes. Motion man fakes it to him. Deep right side's got a man in the corner of the end zone. Jump ball nearly intercepted. Incomplete on the right side in the end zone. Looking for, it was Bryce Palmer, that Palmer or Seamson. That was Seamson again. He's got a leg injury of some sorts. He's slow to get up yet again. That Seamson again, did he return to the game? So A.J. Seamson will walk off again. And at this point, you may as well just leave him out because he comes back. Now he's off the field again. Six and a half minutes to go. A third and 16 for Mitchell at the Pier 26. Five receivers for Schultz. Empty in the backfield. Schultz goes up the middle again. Jager Tyler a little high but dropped. Six minutes to go. This drive's taken up half of the quarter as the clock continues to run with a 43-0 governor lead. 
Colonel's going to go for it here on fourth and 16 at the 26. Sure, Jager Tyler would like to have that pass back a little high, but one that could have been caught. See if Mitchell can extend this drive. They need to get to the 10-yard line. Four receivers set, fourth and 16. Shell's dancing. He'll drop it off in the backfield. They'll lose maybe a couple. Let's see if they can get to the uh, maybe pick up one or two. This little dump off to Mick Daly right side. Turnover on downs, and that'll be it for the uh, Mitchell offense here as they turn it over on downs deep in pier territory at around the 25-yard line. Another good drive, but still no points here for Mitchell. Lincoln Keenholz going to come out for the second half with a 43-0 lead. Let's see if Peer just keeps the ball on the ground here. Five minutes to go in the third quarter. Keenholz up in a little halfback pass to the right side. 30, 35, 40, down at the 40-yard line. Pretty simple swing pass to Brock Moser, the running back. Basically just a long handoff, and he goes 15 yards up the right sideline. Really, this is a game for Mitchell where you just kind of throw off the game tape and just focus on Aberdeen. Not much you can take away from this one, and not much you can learn here. Looks like Pierce going to take a timeout. That might be it for the Pierce starters. They wanted one play for some reason in that second half. Timeout taken. We'll take one as well. We're back in 30 seconds. It's 43-0 Pierce, 439 to go in the third. We're back in 30 seconds on KORN. Your farm, the corn it produces, and the hard work it takes to run the operation are things Poet can relate to. This is Becky Pitts, General Manager of Poet Mitchell. For over 30 years, Poet has been turning the corn you harvest into biofuel and high-quality animal feed. It's how we reduce reliance on foreign energy while giving you the best grain marketing prices possible. Visit us at poet.com Mitchell. First down of 15 yards for the Governors. Is till we got some backups uh, in there for the Governors. That'll be it for Lincoln Keenholz. He finishes the night just shy of 400 yards. Here's Elijah Bucci. Bucci, your new quarterback, going to fake a this one right up the middle. Knocked down. Colonels with the knockdown. Roll out to the right, Bucci. 0 for 1. Clock continues to roll here at 4.25 to go in this third quarter. So that'll wrap it up for Lincoln Keenholz. Finishes the game with six touchdowns. Played one play in the third quarter. He was 16-23 for 378 yards. Pretty good game. That was half a game. Snap is high. Fumble. That'll be a loss of a couple yards. Loss... Maybe of one, Bucci handed it off to Chase Sarda, the junior running back. Wasn't quite a clean exchange. Fumble at the 39. That sets up a third and 10 here for the Governors. Just shy of their own 40-yard line. Bucci, the sophomore, in the shotgun. Colonels bring some pressure. It doesn't get to him. Bucci slings it out left side. Looking for his intended target, Trevor Rounds. Couldn't quite complete the pass. So for only the second time tonight, the Governors will punt. 
And that peer defense, when that peer uh, first-string offense was on the field, they scored touchdowns six of the seven times with one punt. Colonel's going to receive this punt at around the 35-yard line. Fourth and ten. Peer kicks it, all, kicks it away at the 30. Taken at the 30 for Mitchell. To the 40. Near midfield. Pass midfield up near the 40-yard line. Good return for Mitchell. Hudson Borgen. A sophomore receiver. 5'5", 145 for Mitchell. So Borgen, we have not seen him this season. A nice return. About 26 yards on the punts. See if we get to see some backups here for Mitchell get some playing time as get towards the end of that third quarter. 2.20 to go as the clock continues to run. We have a running clock in this third quarter. Schlimgen, we get a run up the middle. Nice run right side. That's Parker Denny. Denny's going to end up leading Mitchell in running this game. You give him the ball enough. Again, we saw Parker Denny in that 45-6 loss versus Yainton first week of the season. He led Mitchell in rushing with just three carries. I think he had something like 28 yards. So there you go for Mitchell. Big gain of around 15 on first down for Parker Denny. Give Denny the ball. See what he can do here with a 43-0 deficit. Easton Schlimgen, your new quarterback. He's a sophomore, six feet. They give it right side to Denny. Denny elusive. He's going to be a player in a year or two. He's a, he's a player right now. Only a sophomore. Parker Denny with a gain of about five on first down. Coming up on a minute to go. May have oh maybe three more plays to go in this third quarter. Colonel second and six at the 21-yard line. A couple of nice runs here by sophomore Parker Denny. Schlimgen in the shotgun. Two receiver sets. They give it left side to Denny. Denny tackled. He's going to lose at least four yards. Good pursuit by the governor defense. Loss of five for Parker Denny. Sets up a third and ten. In what could be the final play here of the third quarter. Colonel's looking at a third and 11 from their 26-yard line. 30 seconds to go. Nobody scored in this third quarter. Piers had the ball once. This is the Colonel's second drive of the third. Down 43-0. Schlimgen, see if he passes here, third and 11. In the shotgun, three receiver sets. He's going to keep it himself. Schlimgen with a gain of zero on third down. That'll set up a fourth and long when we return. 43-0. Peer ahead as we start the fourth quarter. We're back in 90 seconds. You're listening to KORN. First Dakota is giving away new Ford F-150s to celebrate 150 years as a South Dakota bank. We owe it to the countless customers who have trusted us with their banking since 1872. And we want to say thanks by giving back. Click the banner to nominate someone you know to win a new Ford pickup or go to firstdakota.com slash 150. First Dakota National Bank, member FDIC. Fourth and 12, Colonel's goal for it from the Pier 27. Schlimgen passes intercepted at the 20-yard line. That'll be an interception from Schlimgen. 
turnover on the interception. Andrew Campia gets the interception. Colonel's going for it there. Fourth and 12 as the clock continues to run here as we start the fourth quarter. 43 to nothing. Pier with the lead. Pier going across the field here from right to left. Let's see, quarterback out there for Pier. Dawson gets the new quarterback. Well, they got number 40 as the quarterback. And number 40, Dawson gets your new quarterback, gives it off to Trevor Rounds on the carry. Loss of two on the play for Rounds. So, hey, you don't see number 40 as a quarterback very often. Dawson gets, he's a sophomore at 6'3, 155. So we're going deep on the depth chart here tonight. Third quarterback for the governor. Gets in the shotgun with a three receiver set. Second and 12. This one pass left side. That's complete. Down at the 32-yard line. Pass completes a number four, George Stalley. Picks up a few yards to make it third and... Let's see, third and three. So we'll pick up of nine. Third and three coming up for the Governors. They're at their own 32-yard line. 10-15 to go in the game. 43-0 Governors. Three receivers set. Gets back to pass. Some pressure by Mitchell. They get an interception. This could be returned for a touchdown. Down near the 14-yard line. Casey Lopez with the interception. A junior linebacker, 5'4", 155. So congratulations there to Casey Lopez. Nearly scored a touchdown on that deflection. Good pressure by that Mitchell defensive line. They tipped the ball, and Lopez was the beneficiary. That's the first turnover for Pierre tonight. Mitchell has the ball first and 10 at the Governor 14. In the shotgun, Schlimgen gives it off right side. Gain of a couple around the 10-yard line. Kellen Odell, new running back for Mitchell. He's a junior. At 5'11", 160. So we'll get these colonels, uh, colonels here, these uh, folks playing in this fourth quarter for you. Nine minutes to go. It's a 43-0 peer lead. Going to have a penalty here. Oh, he's going to move Mitchell back to around the 24-yard line. So negate that gain by Kellen Odell. Mitchell will have it first and 20 on the holding penalty. First and 20 at the 24. Schlemgen again in the shotgun. Nope, we got a new quarterback, a lefty for Mitchell. This one, a jump ball caught. Gain of around 10 on first down. Tristan Jealous, your new quarterback. We saw him in that Yainton game. Tristan Jealous now in the game. He's a sophomore at 5'10". 210. He's a lefty. That one caught for eight yards. Eight minutes to go in the game. Colonels can't get shut out of here. Colonels got to score a touchdown. Second and 12. Jealous in the shotgun. A two receiver set. He'll give it off right side. Nope, he's going to keep it himself. Left side. Inside the five. Did he score? 
Touchdown for Mitchell. Up the left side. That fooled me. Tristan Jealous takes it for a 24-yard touchdown. So Tristan Jealous, 24-yard run to make it 43-6. to And he gave it off to that right side. He fooled me and fooled the defense as well. Brennan Rose, the Mitchell kicker, on for the extra points. Rose's first attempt tonight is no good. 7.51 to go. It's 43-6. Pier, we're back in one minute on KORN. Ah, why am I so sore? There are everyday moments. Hey, hold the ladder! Hold the ladder! Yeah, that hurt. And there are epic moments. When a moment creates a health need, visit the experts at Avera Orthopedics. We're moving health forward so you can tell the story. Learn more at avera.org orthopedics. 24-yard run by new Mitchell quarterback Tristan Jellius gets the Colonels on the board tonight. PAT was blocked and no good. 43-6. Colonels trailing with 7.51 to go. So the Colonels do score a touchdown here tonight. Jellius, the quarterback, will also kick it off here from the 40-yard line. Good kickoff taken near the 20. Up 30-yard line, uh, around the 34. Got a big rugby pile. That'll be inside the 35-yard line. Pier will start there. And the clock will continue to roll here with seven and a half minutes to go. So not all bad for this Mitchell offense and this Mitchell team tonight. you got to like what you've seen from the quarterback, Trayson Scholes. I think we're going to give our player of the game to wide receiver A.J. Seamson. Seamson had a nice night with seven catches. Left the game in that third quarter with an injury, came back out, and then quickly exited the game again. So hopefully he's okay. Seven minutes to go, first and ten for the Governors at the 34-yard line. Quarterback keeper up the middle. Gain of 10, past the 50, he's at the 40, to the 30. He could go all the way. 20-10, that's about as simple as a play as you can get. A 66-yard touchdown. It was a quarterback run up the middle. A 66-yard quarterback run, 49-6. to Quarterback was in the shotgun, ran right up the middle and scored. 66-yard scramble for E.J. Bucci and another Governor Six. Elijah Bucci, number one, took it the distance. So another touchdown. Clock stops here with 6.56 to go. Extra point to make it an even 50. It is up and good. Elijah Bucci with the quarterback run of 66 yards on a one-play drive. 50-6, to six Governors. They get that touchdown right back. 6.56 to go. In the ball game, we're back in 60 seconds on KORN. What's your favorite high school sports memory? A late inning rally? A game-winning shot? A photo finish? Maybe it's a pep rally or a pregame ritual. Maybe it's the euphoria of a late night bus ride home after a hard fought win. Maybe it's having pizza with teammates after the game. Now, imagine if it never happened at all. Number one, Pierre, and number five, Mitchell. It's 50-6, to six, the Governors up in front. 
at a 22-0 lead, five minutes into the game. They've just dominated Mitchell tonight in every aspect of the game. Squib kick, Colonels will lay on it at the 38-yard line. Maybe Casey Lopez fell on it. So another chance for Mitchell to put some points up on the board. Tristan Jellius, the new quarterback, scored on a 24-yard run up the left side. Could be the last time that uh, the Colonels have the ball offensively. 6.30 and counting to go. And then we'll have coverage coming up here next week. Mitchell Colonel football. We're finally back on Friday nights. Mitchell will be up to play Aberdeen Central. It's a winnable game for the Colonels. We'll have the pregame show at 6.30. Kickoff live at 7 o'clock at Aberdeen Central next Friday night. Man in motion, three receivers sent. Jellius gives it off to Parker Denny. Denny, such a hard runner. Gains five yards on uh, first down. And excited to see what Parker Denny can do. Probably won't get a lot of playing time this year as a sophomore. But, boy, you look out next year. Again, uh, name to watch already for next year for the Mitchell backfield is Parker Denny, D-E-N-N-E. Five and a half minutes to go. This clock continues to... Roll as we should be done here in about five and a half minutes. 50 to six, sets up a second and six for the Colonels at their own 46 yard line. And just keep giving Parker Denny the ball. Shotgun, Parker Denny off left side. Can he get the angle? Can he get the outside? Yes, big gain, first down past the 50, down at the 40 yard line. Another big run of nearly 20 yards for Parker Denny. Boy, it's exciting to see somebody like that, a sophomore. Whenever he's gotten the ball, he has produced. Gainton two weeks ago and here at Pier. Gain of 18 gives the Colonels another first down. See if Mitchell can put another touchdown here on the board. First and 10 in Pier territory at the 40 for the Colonels. 4.40 to go. This one run right side this time. Five. 10, that'll be a first down. Another one, I believe, for Parker Denny. Nope, that's number 45 for Mitchell. Noah Gruenstein. Gruenstein also a sophomore running back at 5'8 and 170. So a couple of sophomore running backs doing well here late in the fourth quarter. Another first down run. Gain of around 12 yards. For Gruenstein, first and 10, 28-yard line for the Colonels. Three receivers set. They give it to Parker Denny up the middle, carrying Governors past the 25. That'll be a gain of about four on first down. 3.45 to go in the ball game. Second and six here from the Governor, 24. Culver's postgame show coming up next. We'll talk with head coach Kenton Van Overshield. Name our Culver's player of the game. And then also get that uh, Iverson game ball. Nice little uh, replica, little uh, game ball from Iverson's. This one thrown. Schlimkin completes the, completes the pass for a first down. He was hit hard. Completed to Hudson Borgen inside the 15-yard line. Nice pass in the face of some pressure by Schlimkin. Well, that was a good catch and throw there to Borgen. 
Borgen with the catch. So Schlimgen back out there. And Colonels have also used three quarterbacks tonight. First and ten at the Pier 14, under three minutes to go. Left side handoff to Parker Denny. He'll maybe pick up a couple on first down. Next snap will be around two minutes to go. Parker Denny, he'll gain one yard on first down. Colonels will drop to two or one and two on the season. Pier, they'll move to three and oh. Again, Mitchell in a tough uh, stretch of their schedule. They got some winnable games coming up here a few weeks from now. Aberdeen next week would be one of those games. Run up the middle. Looks like this is to maybe Jellius, the quarterback, maybe playing running back right now. Nope, that's 45, Gruenstein. Noah Gruenstein with another carry. Up around the 10-yard line. Third and, third and short here for Mitchell at the 9 with a minute 50 to go. In two weeks, Mitchell has to play the number one team in AAA, Sioux Falls Jefferson. So that's going to be a tough matchup in two weeks. Then after that, we've got games against Spearfish and Watertown and Huron. I think they're going to win a couple of those. Coming up here, but that's a month away. Third and four for Mitchell at the nine. Quarterback keeper going to be sacked and fumbled at the 20. Ball was down, though. Runner was down. Easton Schlimgen, the quarterback, sacked at the 20-yard line. That'll be a loss of around 10. Colonels will have one more shot at it. Fourth and long at the 20. They can still get a first down at around the five-yard line. So this might be the final play of the game for the Colonels. Minute to go. We've got it fourth and 15 from the Governor 20. 50 to 6, likely your final score. See if Mitchell can punch it in here. Schlimgen in the shotgun. He'll have four receivers to throw to. Denny to his right. Last shot here for Mitchell. Fourth and 15. Heavy pressure just gets rid of it. He's, he's tackling the 35. Good blitz by Peer. And that'll be it. See if Peer takes a knee or runs a play. We should be good. So that'll be it. Clock continues to run 20 seconds. Pierre's not going to run a play. That's your final tonight, 50-6. to six. The number one Pierre Governors play like the number one team in the States. We'll have your post-game show, your Culver's player of the game, and we'll present that game ball from Iverson. Mitchell loses it, Pierre, tonight, 50-6. to six. We're back in three minutes. Your Culver's postgame show up next on KORN. I should have got my hearing checked earlier. I should have wore hearing protection. I should have gone to see Dr. Trish for my hearing health care needs. Please don't shoulda all over yourself. It gets messy. Visit Hearing Plus LLC for all your hearing, hearing aid, and hearing health care needs instead of shoulda in through life's hearing difficult moments. Again, that's Hearing Plus. LLC 417 North Main Suite 105 in Mitchell or call 605-996-0281. Hearing Plus, so much more. 50 to 6, final number one peer. They blow out Mitchell tonight. 50 to 6. Colonel scored their only touchdown there late in the fourth quarter. Tristan Jellius, quarterback keeper up the left side from 24 yards out. Mitchell now 1 and 2 on the season. Peer, they improved to 3 and 0. Oh. I don't think anybody's beaten Pierre this year. They're going to 
maybe win their sixth straight double-A title. Lincoln Keenholz, he finished with six touchdowns passing. He was 16-23 for 385 yards on the night. Let's recap the scoring here for the Pier Governors. 10.50 to go in the first quarter was an 11-yard touchdown pass from Keenholz to Edmonds. Jackson Edmond, the 6-7 tight end. I don't know how you cover a 6-7 tight end. That made it 8-0 in the first quarter. <clears throat> 8.38 to go in the quarter was 15-0, a five-yard touchdown to Edmond again, his second of the night. Then it would be 22-0 midway through the first quarter. 44-yard touchdown pass to wide receiver uh, Kaiser, Cade Kaiser on the touchdown pass. Then Pierre would start off the second quarter with a 29-0 lead, another seven-yard touchdown pass to Jackson Edmond, his third and final touchdown pass of the game. That made it 29-0 here with 9-10 to go in the first half. Two more touchdowns. Next one would be a 20-yard score to Jet Zabel halfway through the second quarter to make it 36-0. And then the final touchdown really of the game was with 17 seconds to go. It was a 73-yard touchdown to Jack Merkwan. 43 to nothing is how that ended up. 17 seconds. That was a two-play, 91-yard drive as Mitchell. They were driving at the end of that uh, first half, but uh, fumbled it inside of the Pier 10. Made it 43 to nothing. Then Pier, they would uh, tack on a late touchdown in the fourth quarter. One of their backup quarterbacks would have a 64 yard touchdown run. Our Culver's restaurant player of the game, we will give it to wide receiver A.J. Simpson. Seven catches, 65 yards for Simpson. Had a nice night as Mitchell kind of went away from that running game. Wasn't much happening with the running game anyway, but the uh, passing game was working a little bit there in that second quarter and in that second half. So Culver's uh, player of the game, a free value basket to wide receiver A.J. Simpson. And he'll also get the uh, the game ball, courtesy of Iverson Auto. We're back next with head coach Kent Van Overshield. We're back in three minutes. You're listening to Mitchell Colonel Football tonight on KORN. First Dakota is giving away new Ford F-150s to celebrate 150 years as a South Dakota bank. We owe it to the countless customers who have trusted us with their banking since 1872. And we want to say thanks by giving back. Click the banner to nominate someone you know to win a new Ford pickup or go to firstdakota.com slash 150. First Dakota National Bank, member FDIC. Culver's player of the game, A.J. Seamson. We'll talk with head coach Kent Van Overshield here in just a second. 50-6, to six, your final score here is Pierre beats Mitchell tonight. Uh, elsewhere, number four, Brookings. They won at Huron 24-2. And it was Sturgis coming from behind. They had a fourth-quarter lead. They lost it momentarily, but then Sturgis, they come from behind here 18-13. to uh, Sturgis as they uh, win against Aberdeen Central uh, here tonight. And Mitchell came into this game at number five. Gets an update on SDSU as well. What were they looking like? I guess SDSU was up late over UC Davis. Looking for their first win of the season. 24-16 late in the uh, fourth quarter. That one closer than expected with uh, UC Davis. Only down eight here versus uh, South Dakota State. Going to have coverage of SDSU coming up next week. 
coming up on Saturday night. Plus our next coverage here of Colonel Football next Friday night up in Aberdeen. Aberdeen Central, the Golden Eagles. Been a while since Mitchell's been up to Aberdeen. We'll have that pregame show. Starting at around 6.30, coming up on Friday night. We'll have the kickoff at 7 o'clock. So, Mitchell, again, things did not go Mitchell's way, giving up six passing touchdowns in that first half. Knew it was going to be a tough, tough game here for the Colonels. And it ended up being that way, 50-6, to your final. We'll take one more final timeout. We'll be back in two minutes with head coach Kent Van Overshield. We're back in two minutes. Culver's postgame show on KORN. Your farm, the corn it produces, and the hard work it takes to run the operation are things Poet can relate to. This is Becky Pitts, General Manager of Poet Mitchell. For over 30 years, Poet has been turning the corn you harvest into biofuel and high-quality animal feed. It's how we reduce reliance on foreign energy while giving you the best grain marketing prices possible. Visit us at poet.com slash Mitchell. Culver's post-game show. Head coach Kent Van Overshield joins us uh, here tonight. A chance to maybe work on that, that passing game. We saw you go to the passing game there in that uh, second quarter and third quarter. And some, some positives to come out of this one with uh, Trayson Schultz. And uh, we ended up giving A.J. Seamson, uh, player of the game, had a nice night with seven catches. Yeah, you know, he, A.J. just uh, continues to work and improve. And like I said, uh, we need him to, you know, be able to catch the ball, block on the perimeter, and uh, and play on that defensive line, so it's it's good to get the recognition to that senior. Um, you know, as far as offensively, you know, uh, being tight in there, we weren't able to get anything going. Um, you know, spreading it out, you know, gives a chance to, uh, you know, work on on the pass set, chance to make work on some timing things. But uh, it, it is nice to be able to to change it up a little bit, at least at least survive the football game and uh, that's what it was about especially in that first half it was about surviving to get the second half and uh, give credit to our to our JV guys because they brought some energy and uh, Parker Denny ran hard Uh, both Eston Schlimgen and uh, Tristan Jealous did a great job at the quarterback position and uh, Hudson Borgen had a had a great catch Uh, you know Eston put it on him there and Casey Lopez with that with that pick you know there's a couple guys that i talked to on the sideline that took responsibility for that tip so there you go uh, we'll have to see what see what the film says but, yeah, okay. uh, go ahead yeah okay, exciting night for some of those you know, sophomores we may see in the, in the coming years and uh parker denny we talked about him a couple times just a, a tough tough runner but you got aberdeen central coming up here another long trip uh for you get back to the friday night to kind of get back on schedule a shorter week for you but but is, is it going to be nice to get back to that normal routine here next week yeah normal routine and even the shorter week's going to be helpful to our guys because boy we don't need to spend a lot of time dwelling on this one because uh like i say we won't even really be able to really iron out a lot of mistakes just because so much of it was physical um you know in 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 the interior line um you know, defensively, a lot of it was just a you know really good, really good football player. Um, you know, against guys that, that we had a hard time covering, and they they were able to pitch and catch it. So, uh, I think there's going to be a lot of teams going forward. They're going to struggle with with the peer yeah. governors, but we need to focus on the Mitchell Colonels, and we're going to work to improve and get better. And and I think uh, you know we found some things that I think that we do well, and that's what we're going to focus on going forward. And coming up a one and two start on the season. You put this one past. You got uh, Aberdeen coming up next. So uh, plenty of wins coming up in the schedule here as we we get towards the yeah. That, that's what you work for. That's what you hope for because. You know, no one wants to, you know, continue to 
uh, you know, grind it out and not not see some success. But we have to do some things better, and uh, that was identifiable here tonight. Head coach Kent Van Overshield joins us. Coach, thanks a lot. Thank you. There's a bag of balls for you, some uh, player of the games and some Culver's. So enjoy that here coming up and uh, safe safe travels home to Mitchell. From okay. Pierre. Thank you. And we'll have, uh, again, the game coming up here uh, next week, Aberdeen Central, 6.30 pregame show, 7 o'clock kickoff. We're back to Friday night football, the Colonels at Aberdeen Central. I'm Travis Krenz. We'll see you back here Friday night from Aberdeen. You've been listening to Mitchell Colonel Football on KORM. You've been listening to KORN News Radio Sports coverage of Mitchell Colonel Football on your original home of Colonel Sports. KORN News Radio, FM 1013, AM 1490, and online at KORNradio.com. Coverage of the Colonels on KORN was brought to you by Poet, First Dakota National Bank, Iverson Chrysler Center of Mitchell and Huron, Aurora Cooperative, Avera Health Central Office, Running Farm and Fleet, Hearing Plus. South Dakota Attorney General's Office, Division of Consumer Protections, and by the South Dakota High School Activities Association. The preceding was a copyrighted broadcast of Mitchell Colonel Football as a property of Nedved Media LLC, solely for the entertainment and non-commercial use of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the descriptions and accounts of this event, including a charge for listening without the express written consent of Nedved Media LLC, is strictly prohibited. This has been a sports presentation of KORN Mitchell, a division of Nedved Media, LLC.